It's weird. I'll get maybe okay. I'll get into it. Who knows? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it. We well we can just start. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Tell us news. Well, we, well no, we uh, should wait. Po- okay. Oh, we're never mind. Oh, it's starting. Timing. Timing. <laughs> Yay! It's like we know how to plan we, shit. We planned it this way. Don't say any differently. So welcome to Unfurled. We're sorry. We're sorry. Uh, happy Fourth of July. Yeah, Happy Fourth oh. of July, and a belated Happy Canada Day to all of our Can- Canadian listeners. Canadian. Yes, of course. Happy those things. Canadian. Canadian listeners. It's I'm... funny. I have the Fourth of July off, but not Canada Day. Oh, really? Well, I mean, like I. You know how our schedule rotation is. Like, we get every stat, which is fine. I have no issues with this. Yeah. That, I wasn't going to celebrate Canada Day anyway. See, I, when, I, okay, when I had that shift, I'm not going to lie. I actually liked the fact that I worked every stat. I, because I, it's so much money. Yeah. Well, like, and also these civic holidays, these stats that, I work, I also don't give a shit about. So really, it's like them just paying me more money because. Yeah. 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 Have, you run into the, yeah. have you done the situation that I had the one year where I worked Christmas and New Year's and all of the PK days that we got off in between? Uh, I worked. Oh, I don't know. I worked every single one. Of the stat of the actual like Canada stat days, plus the additional bonus stat days that the company <laughs> gives you, I yeah. was on shift for all of them. I got double time and a half for like six days in that one period. Pay period. Shit, nice. Like, well, so <laughs> right now, actually, the whole reason I'm able to do my windows downstairs is because I currently have like three. Stat holidays, three paychecks in a row. Ooh, that's beautiful. Yeah, so it's it's pretty pretty nice. It's pretty great. <clears throat> I don't get paid extra for working a stat. Really? I actually get stats off now for the first oh. time in. Oh, well, I mean, four years. I, I, I was okay. gonna say if you're not getting paid, you'd better have them off. Well, before yeah. I didn't get them paid either. Did you get them banked? No. Uh, technically, yes, but time in lieu. Yeah, flat that, right. time in lieu. Uh, oh, that's illegal. Uh, it's it's not. It is. It's not. Time in lieu has to be given in 1.5 time it's, increments. It's not tracked anywhere. Oh. Well, then you played yourself. So um, I just take the stats well, now. now oh. Yeah, now he just gets the days off. That's good. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to say, Alberta labor law, and actually, even if it's in your contract that you, like, sign away that right or whatever, 
Uh, it yeah. cannot override Alberta labor law. Can, yeah, Canada doesn't actually let you sign your rights away. Yeah, <laughs> even for a federally mandated company. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, that is that is liter- that is actually a thing. You're an Alberta worker. No. You fall That's under sad. Alberta labor law. That said, I am not an expert at Alberta uh, labor law. I I looked this up because I had a company trying to fuck me, and yeah. Uh, so that's a thing that I found out. The uh, only things that, uh, you, that, like, there's only specific times where it doesn't work, and it's, like, specific government agencies, uh, and, like, if you're, like, a nurse, um, there's, I yeah. think engineers as well, uh, like, there's a bunch of very specific ones. Door-to-door salesmen, that, that, don't get that. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. Uh, that's a thing. That's a uh, perk I think you don't ki- get. Kitchens are exempt in a lot of ways as well. Kitchens? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Like I'll, cook, to, I'll have to look it kitchens. up. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious now because if it's not, that might need to have a, a letter sent. But for now, yeah. The uh, uh, I, I yeah, I, no, I did have to look it up because that whole thing when I was getting kind of fucked over for my pay mm. <laughs> for for a while. Oh man, I uh, yeah. And you we remember, weren't going to talk about work yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, I think it's funny that we're like, <laughs> no, we're going to start and just I, immediately hammer see, it's right funny. back into work. Okay, so like I was telling Tal, I was driving over here and I was thinking like, hmm, I've given Tal a lot of shit about stuff he's done at work on the podcast lately. I'm not going to bring it up. And here and we are. We've the been going for like 25 sit, minutes. The minute I sit down, <laughs> David Tal is like, so guess what? Work, 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 work. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I was gonna give you a break, but uh, like, apparently no. that's all you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, work's been a uh, work's been interesting for a while. Anyway, enough about <laughs> yeah, we'll, my we'll, fucking life. We'll put that topic to bed. Uh, and the uh, shit end of the stick. Like, that I'll, you often I'll, get. I'll commiserate over a beer with you, but I don't want to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about something a little more interesting that isn't my fucking career. Uh, what are you? No, don't <laughs> just cut. The don't cord. cut the fucking cord. That's not nice. Uh, anyway. Uh, so in uh, tech news, an interesting thing happened. Yeah, yeah. Nvidia released what now. Nvidia released their new cards. Oh, so y'all know about the RTX cards? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone's heard about them. Say what? We went on about them at length. We did, and how like. The the tech is cool, but not exactly worth what they yeah, are trying cool to tech, convince us is worth. Pricey tech. Yeah. Um, so NVIDIA, like they always do with their cards, you know, before when they re- release their cards, and then a while later they release like a refresh. Yeah. And it's usually called the TI series. So you had like the 1080 and then you have the 1080 TI, which is a moderately faster refresh, mm-hmm. essentially. It's how that always has worked. I mean, well, I thought those usually came out around the same time. No, 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 no. Those usually come out. Uh, They're usually a eight little to while months later. Yeah, somewhere okay. in there. Um, so Nvidia has released their new ones uh, already, which is oh right, a, a little quick. Uh, coincidentally, just in time to be able to announce and launch them three day, four days. Before AMD gets to release their cards. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, instead of going with the standard TI version of of their naming scheme that was cool and sounded professional and... Meant absolutely nothing on paper. Well, it 
I mean, it meant titanium. It, it was. I mean, it's still a level of branding that was. It worked as brand. It was like, also recognized. Was classy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead of that, they're calling this line the Super. Oh, that's so awful. You don't get a 1060 Ti. You get a 1060 or, or, Super? Sorry, a, yeah, a 2060 Super? A 2060 Super. And you don't get a 2070 Ti. You get a 2070 Super. Can I just call it a They super? still have the 2080 Ti. Well, that was released at the same time as the yeah. original card. So you, there, do you now get a 2080 Ti Super? There is no 2080 Super. Okay. That's sad. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing about this, and it's made a bunch of people both upset and happy, that the so the 2060 Super, uh, oh, by the way, as far as branding goes, it's especially awful because the Super is a bright fucking NVIDIA green box with the word super written in black on it. So it just looks really cheap and tacky? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a 14-year-old designed it. Uh, so you have your nice, like, you know, red and black color scheme computer. Mm -hmm. And you just have this bright fucking green thing right in the middle of it. It's great. I it, love it. It's so good. Anyway... Stop it! Don't <laughs> you stop it! Stop copies me! <laughs> um, so the 20 hey man, just stop being the trendsetter and we'll stop doing it. Yeah, the, the, so the 2060 Super is an interesting card because the thing actually... Is it Super? Well, the thing actually performs closer to a 2070 than it does a 2060. Hmm. For uh, which is the 2060 Ti? This is the 2060 Super. Super, sorry. Uh, okay, well, that's good because that puts it at a improvement. Yep, it's a fairly significant improvement. Same actually. price? Uh, and they're releasing it at the same price as the 2060 and discontinuing the original 2060. Ah, not discounting them. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Or, no, 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 sorry. Uh, they're getting, they're, sorry, I am mistaken. They're keeping the 2060. Uh, but the twenty, the original twenty sixty will be reduced in price, and the twenty sixty super will be the twenty sixty. It's normals. Okay, original mm. price. Okay, the twenty seventy super is also a fairly significant upgrade over the twenty seventy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is also launching at the same price as the twenty seventy, and they have made the claim that it can do, uh. 1080p high uh, ultra quality RTX at 60 frames a second, which initial benchmarking shows that it can. Okay, that might be something to actually get excited about. That that's pretty good. That's a significant upgrade over the original 2070. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's especially interesting because the 2060 Super actually uses the 2070 cores, and the 2070 Super actually uses 2080 cores. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what people are fairly convinced of is that this was actually a cost-saving move by NVIDIA to help them bin their processors, <laughs> like they're, they're bin to increase their binning and uh, 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 what's the yield on their chips. So chips that don't quite make it to being a 2080, they don't quite hit the spec, mm -hmm. they, they get turned into a yeah. 2070 mm -hmm. Super. Downclocked slightly and... Set it, set it yeah. that, that's as far as I know, that's yeah. common practice. Yeah, as evidenced by the fact that the uh, uh, 2070 Super doesn't have like a specific set of specifications for their uh, uh, 
what is it? It's like their their core mo- core nodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. You get either five or six. Depends on the card. Oh yeah, that absolutely <laughs> sounds like uh we couldn't quite push these hard enough, so it's now this branding. Yeah, you put it in this pile. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what it is. Uh, so basically, what they've done is people are thinking the yield was so low on the twenty seventy chips that. They they couldn't quite make them 2070s anymore. Mm-hmm. So they actually, they're getting rid of the 2070, and the 2060 Super is just sort of taking its place. Okay. Mm. And they're also getting rid of the 2080, and the 2070 Super is just kind of taking its place. Okay. And so you have the 2060, 2060 Super, 2070 Super, 2080 Ti. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> mm, that is a branding nightmare yeah it's kind of it's going awful. to be all the stickers yeah it's kind of terrible but now basically our people are saying that at this new price point for the performance it makes a lot more sense to buy an rtx card versus waiting for the amd well no just in general it makes more sense than it did before. Because before, it just didn't. didn't. Kind of a confusing clusterfuck of... Yeah, because yeah. like before, if you had a twenty or a, sorry, a 1080 Ti, you already matched the 2080 in performance. So there was really no point to get a 2080. I mean, I run a 1060 Ti, and it's still... I, yeah. I think it's just actually sorry. I think it's just regular 1060. Yeah, I have but, a 1070 Ti uh, upstairs, and I don't have to upgrade for fine. anything. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I I still have my 1080, and I have no reason to upgrade right now. Yeah, uh, except like VR chat, I do run into some rooms that bog me down is quite that, significantly. Th- my question there would be: Is that the room, or is that poor optimization of the assets in it? Probably both, because that that used to be a problem in going way back and dating myself here. Second Life, you'd run into some laggy ass areas. It's not the area. Yeah, a lot it's of the shit going on in it. A lot of poorly optimized like well, objects yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of running around. Avatars that for some reason have like UHD textures and then or, have them just downgrading. Or to if be you displayed. remember, like cassette Second Life, the people that explicitly went into rooms just to bog down and crashed them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's a thing. Uh, uh, Avatar griefing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was a thing. Cause, um, yeah, because that's certainly still a thing, No, there, especially there, in VR chat. There's So the main thing in like VR chat that bogs stuff down, it, it's a Unity engine. Uh, and in the Unity engine, the biggest thing is uh, draw calls. Uh, so that's like the number of textures and stuff and yep. meshes that are in a place. So... You can actually do some crazy awesome shit in Unity, but if you don't fucking optimize it, what ends up happening is, so for each and every single instance of any texture that you have, any material, each and every single instantiation of it, Mm -hmm. uh, that generates a draw call, which is handled by the CPU. Mm -hmm. Every frame. Mm. (laughs) Yep. So every single frame, your CPU goes, which materials are in here? And for each one, does a draw call. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> um, so you first. And, and each one, like, so it takes up see, it takes up cycles. Yeah. And it's not a GPU process. It's a CPU one. Yeah. yeah so like, When it comes to, like, you know, Unity or programming in general, it's like, 
Take care of your fucking garbage collection. Yeah. I've always been curious, like, having been fascinated in retro gaming for as long as I have, having now delved into the way old our old consoles worked, I don't understand why our GPUs don't have more beefy coprocessors with them. I'm not sure if it's a complication in design. I don't know. Right, but you would think that your GPU would have a CPU with it. So, mm. interestingly... Uh, a few years ago, Intel was working on a GPU that, uh, was fairly different than the way normal GPUs worked Mm -hmm. because it was an entire system on a board. It had its own BIOS. It -hmm. had its own operating system. Mm -hmm. You could SSH into it. And the way it worked was it was actually kind of like a software-defined video card. Mm-hmm. So we are we are on the verge of doing that anyway. Yeah. Right? We are so close to people rendering their games outside of their house. Yeah. And just having mm-hmm. it streamed to them. Well, I mean, Stadia is launching that, literally by the end of the literally the, the whole idea of Stadia. <laughs> and I mean, it, there were other companies that have tried it. As far as I know, none of them exist anymore. No. This one's backed by Google, so it has a better chance of working. The, yeah. the problem that Stadia is going to run into is that they want you to pay full price for games, but never own them. Yeah. And uh, technically, that's how things like Steam works right now. Well, so with Steam, you still so, own your license, and there are still many people that never play full, pay full price for the games they have on Steam. Yeah. True. However, if <clears throat> Valve vanished today, you would not be able to retrieve your licenses. No, though I imagine if Valve vanished but, today, a lot of companies would be like, "What the fuck just happened?" Well, yeah, a lot of companies also would probably be like. Okay, your your licenses and keys that you got, we're just gonna send them to you. <laughs> well, we like uh, we had the conversation about this last week, where you know if Steam did vanish tomorrow, you would at least still have the games you downloaded. Yes, you would still have the data you currently have. That's the same thing like, as like Kindle and stuff. Where yeah, I I can at least still go to my Steam library, hoard all of the games that I have today, and if they disappear tomorrow, I will be no worse off. You can also. As long I, as I that computer survives with, into the future. I don't know if it works with all of them, but I know for a lot of games you can actually pull your keys and like look at your yeah. key. And, mm. and don't get me yeah. wrong, right? Steam is still much more consumer friendly on that point, and that the concern with Stadia will be like, you know, you own the game and hopefully you can retrieve a key for it. So far, all signs point to no. Yeah, and this in fact the so all in, signs right now point to you don't even own your license. Ah, uh, so you're why, what are you paying full price for? I the access to the, the access game. to the game on Stadia. Yeah, that's going to burn and fail. So, yeah. yeah, like this is exactly why I would not. Yeah, personally, no, I'm not interested in that. Um, so it, it's one of those things where it looks interesting. Um, I know people are going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're going to regret it. It really depends. Well, like. Because if you don't even own the license, then we're kind of setting ourselves up for the whole yeah. like Kindle and like ebook thing, where people start pulling licenses for games that are then retroactively considered inappropriate, and you don't have that game oh, anymore. Yeah, that's what was it? That one person who like lost her fucking thesis paper? Yeah, their their doctorate paper because <laughs> it was named similarly enough to a book they were writing it on that had a license pulled. 
Yeah. So it, it pulled the... Th- now, now, wow. mind you, yeah. as far as backups go, Kindle is not the first device I'd no. be like, why, I'm putting my thesis what, on that. Why are you even yeah. writing your thesis on a Kindle? Like, uh, please. Not to mention, why do you only have one copy? Why is your only yeah. copy on your Kindle? Yeah, where's yeah. your 321 backup policy? But, like... For that- your doctorate thesis. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, I'm, we're not talking about, like, you know, I don't... You can't necessarily keep copies of your game on this service. Like... No. There's there's nothing well, stopping Google there, from just going. Yep, fuck it, the, you. That's sort of the whole point of Stadia is there is no local copy. Yeah, there doesn't need to be. Well, I understand that's the point they're making. Well, that, that's <laughs> that's the service they're offering. Yeah, that is the service they're offering. Yes, which is which why I will not you, be a partaking. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it mean it it does have benefits in the sense that you could sit here playing fucking Call of Duty on your phone. Yeah, it would be completely capable. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yep. See, I think I'd be happy to do that if I can rent the box. Right? You let me rent the box, log in with my Steam account, and just have to set up your controller but mapping. If if they yeah. made it a subscription service well, like Spotify. I mean, you can already do that with Steam and home streaming. But then again, I don't need another subscription service. Like, there's yeah. nothing about this I like. Well, so... And also, theoretically, there is a free and a paid version. The free version means you can only play at 1080p. I so, mean, sure. I, mean, I okay, don't, like that. I, I it, don't have a 4K screen, I'll, so I'll play it for free. Um, yeah, I'll try it out. But the thing is, then again, you have to buy the game. Uh, oh well, they, then they, no. They also have a. Uh, monthly subscription okay. service, which supposedly supports full 4K U, uh, HDR. If you support it, uh, yeah. If you have a 4K have a four- monitor and you have the bandwidth to support the streaming of it, which uh, apparently they can run it on 40 megabit, 40 megabit down. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's that's about what Netflix looks for. Yeah. So um, there's that. Uh, and apparently every month you, it works kind of like, you know, PlayStation plus and all that, where you like get free games and yep. stuff. And so it's very much like that. And see, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. So long as the content being provided is relatively worth the price of the subscription. It's the reason I've had a PSN subscription since I had the PS3, because every month the games I would get are significant. Yeah, like I think this this last month I just uh, they or this month the PSN game is Detroit. Yep, which is fantastic. That's like a that that was an eighty dollar game. At least to me, it's, that's what it's worth, and it's part of the subscription I pay for for a hundred bucks for the year. Yeah, right. So I effectively yeah. pay ten bucks for that game. But like, what I never like about these services, it's like, yeah, you can like because you still have to pay for the games, and then you like. Pay for your stadium. Assuming you don't get it for free with the with the subscription, yes, but then you, have you to buy. But the then copy. you pay for your subscription, but you're still buying. This is like the Audible subscription, where it's like, yeah, you can totally have your like monthly subscription, except that you still buy books full price, or you get like your well, you, you, you get, get your one or two books per month. Yeah, you're that, paying for one or two books a month with yeah. Audible, right? Like I don't know. I feel like if I'm spending that much towards a service, I think it's fifteen a month, like that. Yeah. That you know you could afford a catalog of games, not 
just like the ones that you kind of like provide for free I, and expect me to buy the rest of them. I don't know. I think it's going to depend because I think like with Audible, it's all of their books are available. Yeah. So, and, you just have to pick which one or two you are picking up that month. And for example, right. some of the games that they're doing for free and I, it's not exactly impressive at this point, uh, but Destiny 2 is one of the ones apparently that you just get. Ooh. Uh, even though it's already like free to play, basically. Well, not till September. Oh. And that, I mean, if you were going to play Destiny, you'd have it by now. Uh, I, I mean, if unless it's you free, don't have the computer for it. I mean, like, I can see, yes, like, they're, cool. they're trying to pull in a whole bunch of new players because it is going full on free to play. But, yeah. man, I cannot express how much I don't care about playing destiny 2 for free <laughs> it, it, i mean they really are targeting a specific group uh the the other thing apparently that they are offering i think it's like 150 bucks or something like that and it's like the pre-order package so the the no one here is going to do it package yeah the pre-order no pre-orders by no, the way none none not even that one yeah no not especially not that one okay and not even if, Cyberpunk 2077. No. Oh my god, especially not. Pre-orders. That is that is the like the type of game you're not supposed to pre-order. <laughs> the one with shitloads the of hype. The one with <laughs> every kind of hype imaginable, the one that's like being pumped up to the, no end. The kind that only has Especially things to that lose. one. See, the thing the difference with 20, uh, with Cyberpunk, one is the studio behind it has a massively consumer-friendly reputation. They do. And the hype is not being built by them. See, the hype is literally the internet got hold of that game in Keanu Reeves and is like, nope, fucking I, infinite loop, go. Yeah. I acknowledge and respect your opinion. <laughs> I still say, not especially not that one. Uh, Just because, I don't know if like, especially... Well, like, it's, I don't and know those, no these expectations get so impossibly high... That so nobody's impressed. That is a thing. With the hype train of any game, the bigger the hype train gets, the more the game has to lose, right? The the, the more it can only disappoint at, by the time it comes out, right? Everyone's expecting a masterpiece, and if it's only 98% of a masterpiece, you know, yeah. like... You're, people, all, you're 2% disappointed. Yeah, people... You're are, not 98% impressed. Exactly. Um, but all that said, I, I wouldn't necessarily say especially... Mostly just because no pre-orders. There's no Look, more or less about it. It's just don't there, do it. There is nothing I hate more than wasting money. And let me tell you that pre-ordering anything, well, while you I respect people's lucky. opinions to do it... You can come out lucky, for sure. You can, I'm, but... I'm going to argue with pre-ordering anything, because there's lots of stuff that is a sure bet. Right? Right. And, like, there's a lot of, you know, like, you do want, like, first like basically first privilege of like playing the video game your collectibles you, maybe you really like the franchise like there's a lot yeah. of reasons to pre-order exercise with caution that's all i want yeah don't pre-order like, just because of um because how sick am i listening to people going like ah oh, well i pre-ordered another fucking like bethesda or ea or etc game and came out disappointed no shit <laughs> Like, no one's surprised. You shouldn't be. I'm not. And, like, a shame on you I, for thinking it was going to be any different. I do find it funny. Uh, where, uh, what is it? The uh, game Is it games or gaming? Whichever subreddit what? it is. Gamers? 
I think it's gaming. Are, are you talking they, about the G A Y? No, 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 no. Ga- just, like, it'll be oh, just, just gaming. Just, okay. They they circle jerk fucking hard about no pre-orders and then it was like cyberpunk happened and everyone's like i'm pre-ordering it now yeah and- like i just <laughs> there seem to be all of these people that like like man this company sucks yeah. and yet they are the well, first to pre-order the, the biggest issue i think that comes from pre-ordering is that what ends up happening is they already have your money so they're no longer accountable essentially is what it boils down to. They like they're not trying to earn your respect anymore. They already got your money. They already got what they wanted out of you. Or at so, least that's what they're looking for with pre-orders well, th- in th- a lot of cases. And, and I'm sure that there's a lot of like actual game developers and game makers that don't think that way, but I guarantee you there's a lot of executives that do. You are experiencing firsthand how deadlines mess with the actual project. <laughs> yeah. So yeah tread with caution like not yeah. all of these are going to be gems and and it's really foolish to think that they will be i don't know i hate blanket blanket rules right no pre-orders is just as foolish as saying pre-order of everything in my mind um, I'm, I'm saying that there is a more correct side to err on i i don't know i think it depends on everything right is there anything that like you because like, does anything pre-order, like, ever really sell out anymore? You can't sell out. It's all digital distribution. Yeah, it's all digital distribution. So then what's the point? A so lot of- that it almost all comes with incentives. So the question you need to ask is, are those incentives worth what you're paying? Are, are the Because that could be all you get. Are the incentives worth the risk of a potentially awful game that you might end up hating? Like, because d- as much as it might look great, <laughs> as much as the company might be awesome... It could be garbage. That is a risk. Yeah. The like, other thing is um, everything refunds these days. That is also mm, a thing. right. So you're no longer it's no longer the problem of you know you go down to EB, you slap down your pre order money, and when the game gets in, you're just fucked. Uh, yeah, at least do. at least camp companies are. I thought there was somewhat an issue no with that longer with... able to straight up rob you. I thought there was no. a uh, problem with that with Fallout seventy six that Bethesda wasn't honoring. Uh, well, because well, refunds for a while. The that, bag, the bags were not as advertised, if I recall. Well, that was there's a whole there, and there's a massive that problem was a, there. Yeah, that was a whole saga. And then so and then pre order refunds, you know, from but that was Bethesda on their own system for the first time. Yeah, and they don't ever <laughs> bleeding edge a new system. <laughs> don't don't do that because right? um, you don't have a track record, and yeah. that's your that is your shield to any. Blanket statement is well. I have a track record record that I'm basing my decision on. If it's yeah. an empty space, yeah, you so are literally. I remember that one and only time you screwed us over. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like the you know when it comes to that, it's like like Bethesda again. They weren't honoring refunds. There was something where people started threatening to take them to court, and they're like, "Okay, okay, we'll refund you." Jesus, calm the fuck down. Um, and the thing is. Even with track records, though, I'd still say be careful because uh, Skyward Sword exists. And Skyward Sword is one of those games that has a weird dual <laughs> reputation. There are lots of people who don't like it. 
<laughs> it has a cult following that's a lot bigger than you might expect. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it is hugely popular all over the place. Uh, there but... are people who, it's their favorite Zelda game, and oh. that makes me physically ill. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Wait, sorry, which Zelda game are we talking about? Skyward, Skyward Sword. Sword. Oh, yeah. The one for the Wii with the fucking... Z, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you need to swipe the sword this way. Yeah. Well, uh, two each their own. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> or what was that other one that came out on the uh, 3DO? The 3D? Those don't 3DO? Count. You're thinking of the Philips CDI? And yeah. No, those don't oh, count. They, yeah, they were... None of them. They were allowed, but they were not <laughs> made by... That was literally Nintendo playing a pity card to Philips and getting fucked by it. <laughs> yeah. The, that, you, that, the prob- whole... Uh, the whole thing about Mario Hotel and the three Zelda games on the CDI have a great history to them of just <laughs> Phillips trying so hard to partner with people for a CD-based console, getting first fucked by Sony, mm. and then getting secondarily fucked by Nintendo, who at least is like, oh, we're sorry, we're going to go our way and do our own thing. You, you, you can use our characters. That will let And it, then they we'll regret it. it. And then... So, and yeah. thus... The reason, like, what out in the open, probably why these companies bailed in the first place. What was that game called? Which one? Yeah, there's three of them. There's The Legend of Zelda, Wand of Gamelon, Link in the Faces of Evil, yeah, and uh, uh, Zelda's, Qu- uh, Zelda's Quest? Zelda's Adventure? That, oh, yes, that fucking Zelda's Adventure. Zelda's Adventure has got to be the biggest pile of garbage. <laughs> like, the first two are awful. But, but you can see they how they're least, playable. Yeah, they kind of look like games. Yeah, right? They look like a game you could play. Even if, Maybe. Even though those are the kinds of games that like I would have expected to see like uh, on an infotainment, like edutainment uh, system. What just happened? The oh, camera, the camera died. Off. Oh. Uh, well, it's just streaming. They just can't see us anymore. Uh, I guess that thing doesn't deliver enough power. Cool. Uh, oh no! It's because you've pulled it out of the thing. Oh, sorry. One sec. Technical difficulties because we are geniuses. But yeah, so well, technically, this is Tal's fault. It's I posted Tal's video fault. proof of it, it like before the podcast started. That's funny. Um, what was I going to say though? Um, so yeah, and Mario Hotel is also a steaming pile. <laughs> uh, I, oh, what was that other uh, Mario's Time Machine? No, that's Super Nintendo. Oh, is it? And it was on Super Nintendo. That's one of the Nintendo edutainment games, and there's a whole bunch of them, and they are all awesome. I don't care what you say. <laughs> they are awful games, but I they they deserve love and support. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, to the end. Mario Mario is missing. You know, objectively, isn't even really a game. It is an you know, a bunch of learn the world type things with no real like structure. But it, I have dumped hours into that shit. There, yeah, and I mean, like, I I can't deny there are plenty of games I've I've wasted my time to with, but not even wasted, poured my time into. Yep. Like for the time, for the time they were fantastic. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't have anything else. Well, sometimes all you had was a Pentium 386 and you had to make do. Like, do you remember uh, what the fuck is the game called? It's the one where it draws draws a bunch of hills and you're a little you're a little dome with a little cannon and you're uh, shooting. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Um, 
fuck. It goes under so many names. Scorched like, Earth. Scorched Earth. That's it. That, so I fucking loved that game. That game is. You had napalm and nukes. It was a great game. It was well designed. Uh, it des- it it explicitly shows the flaw of tying your processing to draw rate. Oh really? Because um, my friend had it on his Pentium 386, but he had a boost button that would boost your clock up by fifty oh. percent or something. Oh, I forgot about the boost buttons. Right? Jesus. And so yeah, it would be great. And what you would do is every time the computer turn would come around, you'd hit the boost button. You wouldn't be able to fucking see what's going on, but the turns would go faster. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, actually, all oh, fuck. Scorched Earth was awesome. Demo discs used to be fucking sweet too. Yeah, I used to love my Mac Addict subscriptions for it because you would just get all kinds of really so, cool shit. So many like actual games I got to play because they came on a demo disc. I was so pissed off with some of them though. There were games that to this date I haven't played and I want to. Um, is it because they never came out? Because acquiring them was impossible. Oh. Right? I couldn't go down to the store and buy uh, Escape Velocity. I just had it on my demo disc, so I got to play the shareware version for eternity. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Or there was one that I just had a video for that was a really weird game, and I can never remember it. uh, Total Distortion, which is a... It's a weird game. I'll show you a video of it later. Okay. Um, Sorry, which console are we talking about now? uh, This is uh, technically PC. Mac and PC. Demo discs. Um, But yeah, Total Distortion was a game where you go... What's the plot? You go into this tower to design music videos so that you can, I think, build fame to fight back the devil? It's a weird game, and I have to look it up, but it had this really cool uh, aesthetic to it. Okay. And it's, again, one I never got my hands on. We we should do, as part of all the shit that we keep talking about doing (laughs) with... 8-Bit Animals, a delve into our retro pasts. Oh, I would should love, be part I would of love it. that. I could tell well, the story about how Final Fantasy is cursed. Well, we need to see if we can break that. We, yeah. Are you, are you going to get the remake and try it with that? Uh, see if it's only the original? Or do you, do you okay. want to try it with the original disc? It depends. Can I do this on your PC? Uh, I will buy a Raspberry Pi just for you to play it on so that I isolate everything that is you onto the one device. How am I going to play it on a Raspberry Pi? Which uh, Final, not, which Final Fantasy the, we're talking? Uh, yeah, we're we talking the remake or the original? The remake. Oh, no, the remake. Of uh, what? Which Final Fantasy? Seven. Oh. Yeah. Seven okay. is cursed for him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, go, go delve into yeah. it. I'm sure we've talked about it so, in the long past. But... Yeah, so the first time I played Final Fantasy Seven yeah. uh, was at my buddy Ryland's place. We're playing it on his PS2 because I was late to the game. Yeah. Uh, with my buddy Bryce's disc, which I borrowed specifically to play. And while I'm playing, we had the fucking PS2 standing up, as you do with the PS2. Okay. I don't R- like where you're you're going with this. Ryland got up to go to the bathroom, tripped on the fucking controller cord. Which is the- a, a problem I don't miss, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Tipped the PS2 onto its fucking back. The disc never read again. I had to buy Bryce a new copy. Oh, man. Um, See, yeah, I have Final Fantasy VII. Um, you're no longer allowed yeah, to touch you're not, it. You're not allowed to touch my copy. The, uh, the second time I went to play it was at my buddy Shiro's house. Uh, and the way that house worked was, it was kind of a little bit flophousey, a little bit. Yeah. You'd basically just go, show up, hang out, play games. Yeah. Sometimes you didn't even see him. He wouldn't even be home. (laughs) 
You know? Yeah. Uh, you just play games there. So Hang, like, hanging out in the old days, just go over to your friend's house. He doesn't even have to be home. Yeah. And uh, so people would like bring their TVs and consoles and games over. Uh-huh. So there's a huge library of TVs and consoles and uh-huh. games. So I'm like, oh, Final Fantasy VII. I haven't played this yet. Put it in. And uh, we went to go grab, uh, after a few minutes of playing, probably got an hour or two in, we went to go grab some fucking food. Just some Subway and some Slurpees from Subway and 7-Eleven, the old Subway run. Mm-hmm. And when we came back, the disc was gone. Console was turned off, disc was gone. I guess whoever owned it just took it back. Just took oh. it back. Uh, okay. <laughs> huh. The uh, next time I tried to play Final Fantasy VII, I actually got a couple rounds in this time. I played it for a while, saved it. The next day I came and played it for a while, saved it. The next day I came and loaded it up and saved data corrupted. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it actually took out an entire save cartridge. Was that your most recent one? Nope. No? So this is three of... The, like, this is a PlayStation save card. Yeah, just thing. a memory card. Yeah. Memory card. Was it a third party? Was it a Mad Cat? I think so. Yeah, because they uh, fucked everybody. Um. Yeah, Mad, Mad Cat's... Uh, like whenever when I actually started seeing people like using Mad Cat's controllers on purpose, yeah, right. I was like, "But why?" Well, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I uh, I remember when Mad Cat's tried to break into the serious PC gaming scene. That didn't go well, well for them. Anyway, the next time I tried to play it, uh, I it wasn't Final Fantasy VII. The next, the, by the way, Final Fantasy VII was the only Final Fantasy game. I'd ever tried to play. Okay. So the next time I tried to play a Final Fantasy game, it was 13. It was garbage. Mm -hmm. I got about six hours in and I was like, I hate this. And I turned it off. Sounds reasonable. (laughs) Uh, And then I kind of went, I think I'm just, I think Final Fantasy just isn't going to happen for me. Uh, And then I was like, you know what? This is just uh, less than a year ago. I'm like, you know what? I got this nice Raspberry Pi emulator system to play Final Fantasy on. I'm going to try playing Final Fantasy VII. So I load it up, and I start playing. I actually got pretty far. I got to, like, uh, uh, where was I? Um, I had gotten to the point. I had Red 13. I had gotten. Yuffie? What? disc were you on yeah i got yuffie vincent which one's vincent the really moody vampire no okay moody vampire see no wait i've maybe. never actually played maybe actually through seven. Oh, it's another game i have on my list to play uh right anyway i got decently into the game and then uh one day I went to load up the Raspberry Pi and it didn't turn on. And I'm like, why isn't it turning on? Also, why do I smell smoke? <laughs> or sorry, no, it was Matt. Matt turned it on. He's like, it's not loading. And then he went to like grab it to check it and he burned his fucking hand. On the yep. case or like? On this one specific chip on the pie. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, he's like, what the fuck? Wait, and he turned it off. Do you not have a case for your pie? Uh, uh, it was in a case. It was in a case. Okay. He was, we were like trying to figure out what was wrong with it. And he, like, oh, okay. 
Uh, and then uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And kept looking, and yeah, it just never worked. It never loaded. And I'm like, okay, well, we had guests at the time. I just didn't have time to look at it. So a few days later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should figure out what the fuck's wrong with the Raspberry Pi. I uh, pull it up, and then in the daylight, I pull the memory card out, and the memory card's cracked in half. Memory card never reads again, saved out of gun. Yeah. Huh. Shorted out. Who have you pissed off? I don't. Uh, apparently, fucking the what director Gip, what? of Final Fantasy. So, when, how old were you when you first tried playing Final Fantasy VII? I think I was seventeen. Okay, so what gypsy? No, I would have been fifteen. What Saskatchewanian gy- gypsy did you piss off? I don't know, but whoever it was cursed me with uh, "You shall never finish a Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy game." Yeah. Though wow. I am like three discs into nine right now, and I nothing's don't, don't gone horribly nine wrong. For me because I've started to play that because that is the one Final Fantasy I've wanted to play like my entire yeah. life. Except the I'm running into the problem now where I'm in this area where there's these weird stone statue things and they're fucking with my everything. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I ah, hate you, them. You found your Final Fantasy wall yeah. where it just suddenly gets real for so a bit. This, this is where this is where I have a story. About Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, yeah? Where, oh, yeah. Oh. where, where Noah gets captured. Oh, and that's not the, the only spot. thing I've done all game is use and level up my GFs. Can you guess how that went wrong? Yeah, badly. Yeah. Um, I stopped playing <laughs> because three out of four discs, and you realize that you're no longer strong enough to not kill Renoa. Yep. Yep. Rage yeah, quit time. That's uh, that's that's how it gets you. At some point, where it's just like, oh, by the way, we're gonna take the gloves off, and you're gonna use your least favorite party. Yeah, oh, no, by, they're all level yeah, like, By the way, that way was well, like that way you've been defeating enemies the whole time. Yeah, guess what? You can't do that anymore. It will actually kill yeah. your teammate. I apparently yeah. have to leave the area I'm in, but I don't know if I can or how. I think I have to load a previous save, and I'm gonna have to go grind up some money. And apparently what you're supposed to do before you get there is buy a shitload of softs. Oh, oh, I love it when they're, when the optimal strategy for a part of Final Fantasy is to use the item weaknesses. Yeah. Oh, that's how I got through an entire boss in Final Fantasy 10. I'm in this area (laughs) where it's nothing but these horrible fucking stone things. That reminds me of the dragon block staff in um, Legend of Dragoon. I've never played Legend of Dragoon. That is, so think Final Fantasy Wall, because I haven't beaten that game, because you know why? Um, so, you know GFs in Final Fantasy? Mm-hmm. They're basically dragoons. You turn into a dragoon, yep. and you become powerful. There's a dragon block staff, which blocks your dragon powers. Uh-huh. As soon as you turn into a dragoon, it fucks your shit. So I turn into a dragoon, it fucks my shit, and I die. And then my people powers aren't strong enough to deal with the Dragoblock staff, so I can no longer proceed. So you're you're that that that's the part that a lot of people, I guess, in North America miss with these games is sometimes you just gotta grind for a couple of hours just to make sure. But like, yeah, well, and that's definitely in that I definitely play that way now. It's how I've yeah, been playing it's, all it's of changed. Persona Five. You have to all, just a little bit, but, yeah. 
And like, yeah, yeah. And thankfully, I, like, it's not been too hard, but I did, in this case, just die and lose, like, half an hour of progress. I am, Because uh, I wasn't back in a safe room. I'm very much regretting not reading, like, a player's guide or something. 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 Something strong. Uh, because, yeah, the the things that are fucking me right now are the random encounter monsters. Well, and that's why we had player's guides. Like, thank yeah. I'm so happy. Do you happy remember that... how player's guides used to cost, like, 75 fucking dollars? No. More than the fucking game? Uh, I can remember them being quite pricey. I mean, I remember them being, like, $30. No, I, like, specifically, it was the Final Fantasy VII one. Oh, it was like seventy five some dollars I, when I looked at it. I mean, de- it was definitely like the time of the collector items. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Then, then again, how much was Final Fantasy Seven? That was just an expensive game. Uh, I don't know. Um, it needs a little bit of googling. Y- yeah, y- I never. You're gonna make everyone feel sad though. Yeah. I I, I never. How actually... much was Final Fantasy Seven on release? Let's see what Google says. Because uh, pretty much all of my game stuff has come from used video game venues. I see people saying it was about forty nine ninety nine, fifty dollars in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, but it was that's a three disc game, so that's that was, a lot of fucking money. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of money for games at the time. But, I mean, even then, I think the games I used to get on Game Boy were all 30, 40 bucks a piece. Yeah, they were. They weren't much cheaper. No, like yeah, I remember thirty game, to games forty now, like regularly being like seventy five to a hundred dollars. I'm like, fuck it, I I can't afford new video uh, games. Someone needs to come over and play through uh, Trials of Mana with me now that it's officially translated. <laughs> Trials of Mana. Yeah, that's uh, is that part of the Mana series? Or? It is. It's Second oh. Densetsu three, which has Sorry, never was, before been officially released. You said it was fifty nine dollars. Oh. Uh, some people were saying it was fifty nine. Most were saying forty nine. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Why is it not working? Uh, not to drag us away from video games, though. Uh, we've just been talking for a while. Roland, yeah. you said you had a thing. Did you did you want to go over it or? Yeah, I'll I'll go over it. and there's so the main reason I thought that I wanted to bring this up on the podcast is because I had no fucking idea it even existed until like two months ago. Um the concept of aromanticism as a lifestyle. The concept of never dating anyone ever again. That, and, oh, like a- asexuality, aromanticism. Uh yeah, not quite a like so they're not separate things. Yeah, yeah, they're separate things. They're very similar in concept and in theory, but like the concept of aromanticism being that like you don't get that kind of satisfaction out of having an actual relationship. They actually provide a great undue amount of stress. Um mm-hmm. and the fact that those feelings come from your friendships as opposed to exclusive relationships. Something I've only just found out about like two, three weeks ago because of Rikoshi. Oh, you didn't know that was a thing? No. Oh. To be fair, I didn't know that particular facet was a, a named Not thing for a while. Not at all. And let me tell you, like, so I'm not going right out of the gate saying I am aromantic, but it makes me feel a fuck of a lot better about myself, and, like, there is nothing wrong with me anymore. <laughs> See, um, <laughs> which so, is quite a statement. See, yeah. I don't know. For, um... How do I want to put this? 
Because if I say it wrong, it's going to sound awful. And it's <laughs> okay. not the way I mean it. Um, I will accept what you have to say with the expectation that you are going to put your foot in your own mouth. I think the way I would put it is that I think that the label of aromanticism not is, but should be largely irrelevant because there, if you don't feel a certain way, even though many other people do, that doesn't mean that you're broken or wrong. And I don't know well, why feeling a way like 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 existing okay, a certain you, way needs no. a specific okay. label like so, that. So, sorry, you you can go first. Uh, I was going to say, but what I think Tal is trying to say is that the the label the 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 need to label the way you feel isn't always necessary and yes. shouldn't like, be what you look for. I, However, I definitely agree. Like that. So I've been coming at it from that angle. Like, I don't need to define this about myself. That's not really what this discussion's about. I think there's um, definitely comfort in knowing that there's other people that feel the way you do. Right. Like, but like, and the only reason that I use the term at all, because I'm a 90s kid, I still really hate the concept of labels like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, I'm not going around going, I'm aromantic because I don't feel like that's true yet well and the other but, thing, or that it's more or less how i feel now versus how i might feel later the, well and the other problem that i have specifically with the way that we label these kinds of things is that saying oh i'm aromantic versus i'm not aromantic makes it sounds sound like you either are or you are not but the thing is, when it comes to relationships it, and the way... You, it's you, very much a gradient. Yeah. Yes. It, when it comes to the way you handle social relationships and, uh, you know, partners of whatever variety like, they happen to be. But like, imagine... If, if you want to call it a fucking, uh, what is it, uh, uh, non... Uh, I can't remember the term they use. It's like a platonic domestic partnership or some shit like that. Uh, I mean, you could call it common law. <sighs> what, whatever um, it happens to be. Um, the thing is, the it, it, like, there is a useful way to define... Ima imagine, imagine aromanticism like at the very end of one end of the spectrum and then exclusive relationships being on the other. Like, there's... The, the actual thought, like, the expectation seems to be that you will find somebody. You will eventually settle down and enter into a domestic partnership with somebody else for the rest of your life. I, I think that particular expectation is pretty old-fashioned. It is. And right? that's a very hard-set expectation. It's what we grew up in, for sure. Yeah. I think in the modern environment, that is hardly so, the case anymore. And and like, yeah, and the reason I bring this up at all is because that was my de facto assumption. Is that you were, you were, that I you would were waiting be, for the one to come along I and would it be, was never working out yeah that is basically an expectation that i'm going to find somebody for me the acceptance that i don't have to do that at all ever if i don't want to is a huge relief mm -hmm. yeah and even if i decide like later on down the road they're like hey i'm i say it's probably going to be i found somebody i'm willing to make that commitment to but for right now it sure as hell isn't the case yeah um being and in the act the actual label of boyfriend, significant other, 
like whatever is I have such a severe reaction to yes yeah extremely yeah so and and like I said when it comes to the way you handle social interactions one of the things that I don't like is that people assume that there is a way that people feel and this is the way everyone feels and this is just the way it's not it doesn't work that way no everyone's a human person everyone's brain is made of different atoms and mush and organized in different ways and nope. your, mush, that, your mush has to match my mush yeah, or it's yeah. not correct. The, the fact that we even acknowledge that, like, not everyone's like, attracted to the same kind of person <laughs> is, like, the reason, like, not everybody's going to be attracted to one, anyone, yeah, or be anything. So, uh, and, like, it's not even that I'm aromantic or a- asexual because that's certainly not the case. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing is there's a di- definitely a difference between sexual interaction and social interaction. They're two different mm-hmm. things. There's also a very big difference between romantic interaction and sexual interaction. The, like, the, all the different kinds of interactions you can have with people but, are not necessarily correlated or related to each right. other. There's none no, of them are on-off switches. Yeah. And there's no specific boxes. No. Right? You're not looking for which box do I fit into. It's how do I feel? How do I react? Like, right? That That's like, the, the mindset you need to yeah, get Yeah, well, because like, my, my... So I grew up very old-fashioned. My dad is very much like, no, family first. Family means everything. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blood runs deep, even though... Uh, Even uh, though your the, shitty family should be closer than your like closest friends, et well, cetera. And, and that's the thing is versus like people like Rylan, who yeah, we've had some you know disagreements and rough times, but the, the fact remains, I grew up with them. He was my best friend. We hung out every day, saw each other every day. That that man is more family to me than most of my fucking family. Right, who mm-hmm. I I saw my aunts and uncles maybe once or twice a year at Christmas and Easter. Yep. Right. Versus yep. this person who I saw every day. And the thing is, this is the reason I don't like the way we label all of these things because, well, like it is often. Uh, I feel it's often looked down upon to cherish your friendships, like just over any of your other, like other family obligations in general. Because yeah. uh, people like to use the the labels and the words that are associated with it as well as a weapon, right? As you're saying, Mm -hmm. right? Family first. Well, I don't define family the way you do, and you attack me when I try. Yeah, Yeah, like, I I would like to, you know, mention that family includes my very close friends, as I'm sure you would feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's actually funny, because you know the the saying, blood uh, blood is thicker than water? Mm -hmm. Do you know what Mm -hmm. the actual fucking saying is? No. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. It means the opposite. Oh yeah, it is a twisted. Uh, mm. It's twisted com- phrase. it's been twisted around. The original phrase was that you know specifically it was referring to blood shed in the battlefield blood. with your comrades yeah. so, develops bonds that are thicker than that you would have with your mm. own mother. That's what it means. So <laughs> like the the one thing I actually want to bring up um, on your topic of like um. Fuck, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit, but um, not labeling like, well, things. Uh, not not labeling things, but um, so when it comes to like determining like what it is about me that makes me consider that like I just don't want to do relationships anymore, um, is the fact that like I have 
friend like I have incredibly close friendships that have been more relationships to me than any of my other significant others have ever been. And that includes the people I used to date and now are just friends with. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> there is like friendships to me are worth more than the one person I'm supposed to spend my life with. Yeah. And, and I feel that interpersonal relationships should be built up so that they're meaningful to you. And don't worry about the labels behind yeah, them. Yeah. Right? No, like, and that, that's certainly like what makes it what may, what is so um, not the revelation I've had here liberating. Uh, well, it's incredibly liberating. <laughs> yes, but like the revelation is understanding one, that there's even a word for it, mm-hmm. that it can be defined, and that I had no idea until I saw the definition out in front of me yeah. that this was something that even applied and. Brought to you in a positive light rather yeah. than it being a defect. Right. Right. So and that's important. It's it's actually one of the reasons I get so frustrated when I deal with a lot of people that, like, remember when we used to get, like, relationship advice? And I'm like, just talk to them like a fucking, <laughs> like a fucking yeah. adult. Yeah. Like yeah, an adult. Not like this. So, okay. So you're going to want to have to, like, yeah. you know set this up so that you the, you sure get you put have, in a situation where you now have to acknowledge make it. sure you get roses but don't get the white ones because they mean that fuck all like, the bullshit buy flowers but don't <laughs> let on that you're buying flowers talk, talk to each other like you're fucking adults having an adult conversation and that's one of the reasons i get so pissed off about like all this labeling bullshit because the problem is is that i guarantee you that there is not one fucking person on this planet that perfectly fits any one of them no, there is not because people are unique. But the one thing you kind of have to acknowledge is that the English language is kind of really bad at having words that describe <laughs> things that oh, we've never heard concepts well, for. At like, least we're better than German, which is literally so, just take the fucking description of the object, merge all the words together. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, under- I understand. There's totally... Like, I feel like there's no more need for more labels. Yeah, it, well, it's one of the but reasons I have so much trouble with we this We also whole... don't have a lot of words for things. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just, it's one of the reasons I have so much trouble with the whole neo-gender thing, because it feels the same in the sense that I feel like people are like, okay, well, I don't fit into this box, therefore I must have a new box. And it's like, no, let's not do that. Instead, let's just not have the boxes. Yes, and just accept that the way somebody is, feels is, is the way they and feel. is is just the way they feel and are. Like you, you, we don't need to do this. And like the, I think a lot of people are scared of that because, again, there is a sort of uh, so there on, is a sort of sense of protection in knowing that other people might feel the way you do. Though on the flip side of that, though, currently we do have a lot of assumptions based on the fact that we do think of everybody as being in this no box or one individual box. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of people that are like, yeah, okay, so this is normal, but I don't feel normal. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what I'm getting at is don't, and I've said this many times because I've talked to many people that are like, well, this is, you know, I have this friend and this is the way this works. We've had this email before. Like we have this conversation. I don't know if we're like dating or what? And I'm like, how about just don't worry about what you're fucking but, calling it and just enjoy hanging out. That right, sounds but at, like... But at the same time, like, so ta- on the subject of talking about this like reasonable adults. Yeah. That if you're confused about the status of that relationship, does that not cause problems if you can't define it? 
Because if I say, yes. no, I'm not dating anybody, I love the fact that we are close, intimate, sexual friends. Right. But, but only friends. What you've just done now is defined your relationship. Right. Right. But, Through communication. Yeah, and, if you're confused about the, it. And with the understanding that, you know, basically I, I have a hard stop now where I can say, this is what I quote unquote am. And these are my limits based on that. You could just as reasonably say, though, that I don't want to engage in whatever, you know, these things and are. They, this is the, what I Theoretically, do. like, yeah, and I understand the options have always been there. Defining that relationship that way has always been there. Yeah. But not having that word for it, basically, like, it, I, I, it I, was really like that option didn't exist for me. I guess I should clarify then that... Uh, remember when I said that uh, when at the very beginning when I said I feel like that word not is but should be irrelevant. Mm. Yeah. That's exactly what I was getting. At. Okay, well, is, yeah, that certainly it, it never it never will be in our lifetime unless we see some pretty massive social yeah. shift. Like, I I don't know. I'm in this I'm particular a hardcore individualist. If that hasn't become fairly clear by now. <laughs> By I mean, the things so, I talk about. So we're talking about labels here, and you just called yourself an individualist? Yeah, way to fucking go. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> fucking hypocrite? Ah, oh, the irony is palpable. But either way, I am a strong believer in we are all individual people, and if you're applying like, to a, a label to a person, there's like a 99.999% chance that you're fucking wrong because they probably don't actually fit that label. And when you run into the issue of trying to define, like, what's a fucking date? What's the difference between a date and hanging out? Because honestly, I kind of fucking don't know anymore. Like, See, yeah. that's ac <laughs> I, I've certainly been having this discussion so, of what the fuck dates, like, what the fuck are dates? Like, yeah, right. So, like, here's the thing Matt and I will go out for dinner. Is that a date? Or are we just going out for dinner? Right? Where, where's the fucking line here? And that's what I mean is. The problem with but all of these the, labels the, is you get so caught but up. Labeling it as a date is what makes it the date. Okay, I'm getting there. Just to say. So the problem is you get so caught up in what to call the thing you're doing mm -hmm. that you forget to just enjoy the thing you're doing and be there. Right. But now and, but now that I can define it, I can enjoy it. it. Well, and even then, right? Uh like and Believe it or not, I've actually read up on aromanticism. Okay. And one of the things is, is like, aromantics date. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. They have strong, committed relationships. The thing is, they just don't feel a certain way. And there's certain things that they it's, are and are not comfortable with. The, m most of what I've seen about aromanticism so far is the disconnection of the sexual and the romantic. And, like, what that means to, like, you as a person. Yeah, well, basically I, I'm what it not comes a down, very romantic person. Well, at the end of the day, what it com comes down to is, like literally everyone on Earth, there are things that you enjoy and other things that you're not comfortable with in a social scenario <laughs> with another person. The, the reason so the, the label is somewhat necessary is for the people that don't understand what that kind of a lifestyle is. I guess it is a quick, like, like it's if, a vector. Right? If yeah. somebody's like, but... Well, like, what do you mean you just don't date people or you don't have, like, a significant other that you want? Like, what do you mean you don't want to become 
coupled with this other person for the rest of your life. And I'm um, like, well, I'm aromantic. So Shadow, so, actually, Shadow Ferret in our chat phrased something fairly well, which this uh, is actually going to be my next point, which is labels are, are meant to convey information. Mm-hmm. However, the downside is that they can be rigid. And that's exactly it, right? One of the things I don't mind is when people are looking for a way to identify themselves, which you shouldn't have to, but you're going to. That's yeah. just modern social uh, social climate. You're going to look for labels that apply to you. It doesn't matter if it's goth, musician, gay. They're all labels. You you were looking for something to apply to yourself because it helps you identify what you think you are mm-hmm. and how you feel. Um, the problem I find comes when you then use the label to excuse everything else. Oh, of course. Right? You turn like, into trying to live the label. So you even it can get to the point where I people guess it, even... That, that's kind of what I was trying to convey with, the, like, you get so caught right, up in what but, to call it that you forget to do it. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah you, of course. Or you, you, or you start feeling bad, right? You, you become emotionally um, yeah. distraught yeah, or you not feel like, fitting your label. Or, yeah, you I'm feel like you have gay. to live up to something. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm a... Man, I don't like Britney Spears. I'm like, such a bad gay... Right. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> so yeah, like this is why I come at it. Like it's a, gr- it's not a yes or no. Right. It should question. be a loose bubble that you can dip in. It's, it's deep into or as far out as if you want. It, it's currently like a point on a gradient that I can use to describe how I feel. Exactly. Either way, if you as an individual feel away about certain scenarios and are uncomfortable with specific types of social interactions with people, like, you are not alone. And your feelings are valid, <laughs> regardless well, of what you want to call it. Unless you're a pedophile, you, that's that just is not a, allowed. Okay, that, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go down that fucking rabbit. We're not uh, unpacking that. Oh, uh, we don't want to go into the slippery Good, slope. Goodbye, no. YouTube monetization. Uh, but yeah, either way, regardless of what you call it or want to label it, if you feel a certain way or are uncomfortable or find something stressful, just know that there are definitely other people on this earth that feel literally the same way about those things, and they're well, probably on Reddit. See, <laughs> yeah. Do, so tell, um, like, you know when, say, let's say you are in a committed, loving relationship, and your partner doesn't say, I love you enough. And you're like, you know, I wish you would say that you love me more. And they're like, well, but you know I love you. And then you're just like, well, yeah, but I like hearing it. Sometimes people like to hear that they belong. And Which this... Is- this month, I feel like I can belong somewhere and not feel like a complete outcast. <laughs> That's good. Like, which, and considering I had no fucking idea about it, I figured maybe it would be helpful just to talk about it. See, yeah. My, I, I love talking about romanticism, sex, and all, like all types of relationship matters because they're so fucking fascinating. Well, the, but I just don't know if I like being in them. I, uh, I, uh, I would argue that the reason that you didn't know it existed is largely just because people again got so caught up in labeling what your life is supposed to be that people just forgot that there's other options well for (laughs) sure but like that's you know i can't people went this is a life and you went mine doesn't look that way right but when society is like yeah this is this prototypical like type of life you're supposed to live you know like why it's not mine doesn't look that way it's why doesn't mine look that way because i looked at it that way for a long time 
Yeah, why am I broken? I was like, why why doesn't my life why don't I want my life to look like that? Was a lot of the question. Oh. And it's like, oh, it doesn't have to be. Okay. Yeah. It, if your question is why do like, I want Which is slash- why which is why I appreciate the definition existing, you know? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like the answer to why do I want slash not want a thing, the answer should just be because I want slash don't want that but, thing. But come on, man. You don't know the answers to everything. And, and external and validation is a massive part of the way we act as a culture. Like, True. That, like the fact that because like it's not as simple to say that's definitely the answer when you don't have the answer in the first place. True. You can't do that. I don't know. And so, like, I, I just feel like having the definition is what gave me the answer. I'm still going to stand by what I originally said of not is irrelevant, but should be. Well, yes, but I'm also <laughs> operating on what is. I guess. So, like, I'm just saying that the way that we exist in this current social climate, that's how things work. And just for all the people who I'm sure there's going to be some fucking angry person on the internet... I'm not saying aromanticism is an, an invalid feeling. I'm saying I take issue with labeling things as uh, such. I think if anything is take if anyone has taken that away from this conversation, they definitely have. We listen. don't care about your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> as an aromantic, talking we're, about it, we're going. We to don't sit, care. We're going to sit there and uh, not label you as a listener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because fuck labels. Am I right? Right. Like, anyway. I, don't, I don't even like the label yeah, all that I much. I, I think but all of I us kind of like, grew up in that same era with the whole, like, don't label me, man. Because we spent our entire time trying to escape the stupid labels. Yeah, we did. Yep. Which is, I th- that's why I think I have such a fucking visceral like, reaction I, I anytime under, someone's I understand. like, here's a new way to define people. And I go, no! I, I definitely, <laughs> like, I'm on your side about we don't need these labels. <laughs> or yep. at least we shouldn't. Can but, we also get rid of the labels on music? Um, yes. There, there's way too many music Please, labels. Yes. There, there are a lot. Like, there, there's a lot of subgenres. <laughs> yep. Just within Synthwave, there's like 30. Yeah. Too many. Yeah, there, there's there's just so many. Right. Um, it's 1030. Yep. Yeah, we don't have a car segment. Well, we do uh, we have did get email. a car email. Oh. So someone read it. Uh, opening. Mm. I can read it if we want. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So it starts off with good evening cast of unfurled. Uh, my name is Carr, and I'm the dumb wolf that forgot my segment today. So in lieu of my dulcet tones rambling about politics, I figured I'd let you try and mimic my voice and cadence for as long as you kept it up. Ugh. So not at all. Hmm. Um, One microsecond. We I was didn't ori- even try. I was originally going to ask your thoughts on Trump's 4th of July extravaganza of a party slash re-election kickoff, but then I figured uh, that would take linking some news stories to provide extra contacts and well i didn't want roland to feel all left out and or hate my guts so good call because i would have known absolutely nothing about it (laughs) (laughs) a fun scenario instead since he's been playing a lot of final fantasy 14 and this is on his mind car's mind yeah on on car's mind um 
you've been made the game director for some new MMO in production. What sort of game would you want to make? What sort of mechanics would your must would be your must haves, your never haves, uh, and do you write your own world or license us an established IP? Sorry, what was the question? So you have been made the game director for some new MMO in production. What sort of game do you want to make? What mechanics are your must-haves, and what are your never-have mechanics? And would you use an existing IP or write your own world? It says see, license an established IP. Oh, okay. See, yeah. right now, I'm I'm really into the cyberpunk genre. Not because of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, that was actually just like... Coincidental? Yeah, well, uh-huh. it happened, and I was <laughs> like, oh, holy fuck, yes, a game that matches the thing I'm into. <laughs> I was so happy. Um, no, um, it, so it'd probably be cyberpunk themed, uh, as far as mechanics, there would have to be, uh, hot furries in it. I, I don't know if Is that's that a, a mechanic? mechanic. How do I, how do I log into your game in hot furry? <laughs> oh wait, um, that's literally VR chat. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's <laughs> basically 90% of VR chat. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I really like the auto recover feature in persona. <laughs> <laughs> Just a button that just heals you. Oh, yeah. We're just out of combat. You're like, no, fucking yeah. use the potion I'm going to yeah. make an MMO where uh, your health doesn't automatically slowly recover. You need to use health packs. So, and, like, I don't know. I mean, like, in a world where so many fucking remakes are being done, like, can we have an original world? Oh, maybe? yeah. It would be an original IP. Like 100%. Yeah. I have a lot of headcanon stuff that I could run oh, out oh, into yeah. a full world. Oh, yeah. Um, what, I, what are your never-haves? Using plates to... F- morph through walls microtransactions what sorry, sorry. um surprise skyrim oh. bethesda uh microtransactions and quote-unquote surprise mechanics mm. definitely no surprise mechanics well, no no loot boxes then yeah no. uh, definitely no loot boxes dlc and i probably would have microtransactions but i am literally a fashion whore in mmos yeah i i don't know i would probably if i ran my own company it would be any of that superfluous garbage would be like, okay, devs, you can do this in your spare time and just release it. It's free. I would probably charge for large-scale DLC expansion packs. Yes. Um. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Some kind you, of arena mode would be pretty cool. Like, I guess. What do I always like in like games like that? I like real-time battle mechanics. Uh, yeah, I like real-time mechanics for MMO type stuff because I don't under- I can't even imagine how you turn-based that shit. Um, but okay, I mean, MMO. Okay, well, I mean, now that you mention it, um, but uh, I would be, I would have to figure out some way to make it a, a large, uh, you know, semi-infinite world See, building because I that is I'm, my. I'm jam. not interested in the fetch quests. None of y'all are allowed to take this idea because I think it's like a billion dollar game. You are idea. literally streaming it on the internet. Yeah. Um, I hope you have a patent pending. But I have always wanted to play a game. Where, like, an MMO style game where, and, and this also would be very, very hard to make. Um, but the game starts in a very small area and it's very, very hard to progress. And progression is done through exploration and there is no map. So, ba- and like, it would be have to be done like base camp style. So it would actually be up to the player bases to set up base camps and go further out into the world. I could see okay. something like that actually trends a lot with what I've seen sort of popularized. 
it's very hard to make a mechanic out of. Yeah. Well, and basic the the idea would be that it would be hard enough to keep progressing that by the time I released an expansion pack, they would not have mapped out the entire area yet. There would it's, still be large areas of just black. And it would be called No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't it would it wouldn't be able to be procedural. But the, the, the problem with something like that is you need a massive world. Yeah. And no, the idea crazy. again is if it requires base camps, that means you know things like resource like gathering. The, the only way to, to really do that mm, would be to gathering. procedurally generate it, uh, or have a <clears throat> many, many millions of dollars of de- of devs just building worlds forever. I would love to see yeah. a, a game. Uh, I know Star Wars Galaxies apparently tried this, and there are other MMOs that do it. But I want to see the entire economy built out of the player base. Yeah. Right, mm. I want players to well, you know. You want to buy a sword? Well, that sword had to be mined out of the ground, built and made, and there are no other options. Yeah, mm. well, right. and that, that's sort of what I'm getting at with like base camp style. Like actual guilds would have to set up base camps because the which, thing is, if you once you venture out there, there's no like, you don't just like get food. You have to survive. Yeah, right. So, so it'd it be like, like a don't don't and, starve like kind of. Way yeah, of doing more it more mechanical, but yeah, yeah, and basically, to you'd that come thing. back to your builds base camp, which would probably have some some sort of resource management, and like you know, people would actually come in, and if you wanted a drink, you could pay said guild for drink, kind of mm. situation. Yeah, it would be like I know that the game I'm talking about, like it's logistically, the second you hand it to gamers, they just and ruin like, fucking everything. Rule number one for any plan, it never survives the first uh the first implementation. <laughs> fucking that's one of the reasons and that fucking Ready if, Player One pissed me off with the fucking backwards car. I'm like, that would have been found in fucking thirty seconds. By that, the first fucking douchey teenager that who is was the, playing. This is like the first thing any gamer is going to do. They'll play the race a few times and then they go, okay, I wonder where else I can go. Wonder what backwards looks like. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, people have found. To look at speedrunners yeah, pe- in general. Right, yeah. People have exploited holes in single pixels in raid instances yes. for invulnerability. Yep. Right, it, that yeah, <laughs> like you just, man, you just there's no way that wasn't found. But if you know, for something like that, I would I would love to see like um you know a player run mint like a bank. Yeah, that that it, would be cool, like be an actual really, way to make and process money. It would be really neat to see. But then and it so, would also have to work on like inflation. It would there's, be a lot of the mechanics that are in Eve, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like yeah. Eve's Elite Dangerous. Actually, there's a game that I used to play called The Guild, uh, specifically The Guild Two, that was uh, very player heavy. Mm. But yeah, so that uh, hopefully and, that answers yeah. your question, Car. Uh, he finishes off with just a, "That's all. My name is Car. Enjoy answering <sighs> the question." We did. We I've, rambled a lot this episode. Jesus, good. Rambling is, is good. Yeah, that was fun. Now, Tal, I have a job for you. I What's need that? you to tell the internet to fuck off. Okay. Take us up. We'd like to thank all of our listeners uh, for joining in. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and what the other comment or whatever the fuck. Push the push the thumbs up. And oh the yeah, bell. the like like button. And like the be- button. Yeah, subscribe. The bell, the bell. That one too. Also, uh, rate us on iTunes whenever I, our yeah, episodes come up. I know how <laughs> fucking YouTube works. Anyway. 
Don't kill me. Very big thank you to all of our patrons for listening in uh, to this waste of time uh, and also paying for this waste of time. Uh, it's been fun. And uh, I hope we'll see you next week. We appreciate oh, y'all. Also, very big thank you to Omari and Scream Fox for the logo and the music. Uh, and if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, send them all to uh, us at unfurled.net. That is us at unfurled.net. Or as the email would suggest, there's also the website unfurled.net that you can go to. And there's a contact form there where you can join. Well, send us emails through that. Or you can join our Telegram channel and just talk to us there. And We also have a Discord that I never pay attention to. And a Twitter. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yes, thank all you right. all for listening. Good night, fuckers, but we're fuckzilla. <laughs> <laughs>